Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about entitlement versus receiving, and exactly what the difference of that is, because they're very, very different energies. Um, and I think that's one of the things that keep people from per, uh, opening up to receiving is because yes. they're afraid that they're going to be seen as an entitled person. And an entitled person is somebody that's actually afraid they don't deserve, and that's why they're steamrolling and attempting to get, get something. If we believe we already have it, then why would we fight to get it? Yeah, it's definitely a function of ego mm -hmm. or ego um, uh, clouding our vision, which happens to an incredible degree here on planet Earth, 2013. Still, we thought all that went away with the... Uh, but it is. It's, there's less and less of it, but the uh, uh, whole concept of uh, the know-it-all, the whole concept of uh, uh, the bully and the bully vocabulary, and the, the way in which we manipulate each other through guilt constantly, th this all fits into this concept. If you are actually uh, re recognized that the entire the universe is made of love and you would just decide what it was you were receiving and didn't question it and didn't think about it and just allowed it to happen, uh, everything would be so much smoother. The greater the amount that you allow, you just allow, the more evolved you are. The less you allow, the more you have to control it, the more you have to manipulate it and plan it and make it go that way, all bully words, by the way, um, the less evolved you are. So uh, just relax. <laughs> what do they say? You could use a chill pill, right? Yeah. Uh, and this is true for we the human race at this point, but we are getting better and we are um, getting to be the ascended civilization, much more so than we have. Well, Look at the last <coughs> 20 years, the amount of people are more conscious now. Well, I think that's true, and a lot of the, the law of attraction stuff, I think, uh, brings up an interesting point with this whole entitlement thing about, oh, I am creating this in my life. And so often, it, it puts people in the me, and instead of the me-we tribe, like I talk yeah, about yeah. all the time, about the me can't exist without the we, and the we can't exist without the me. And it has to be a balance, not one or the other. You have to be able to do both. If it's all about me, then that really isn't the answer. And if it's all about we and there's no me, that's not getting us ahead either. Yeah, but exactly. one area I have noticed, <coughs> you know, doing the internet radio show and, and listening to other people's shows and all that, mm -hmm. I find that there are people that will call in for readings on the radio. And I've heard this with myself but with other people. And they come approach it with this sense of entitlement. And they don't realize that a lot of these people are doing this out of the goodness of their heart to offer yeah. the service. And people coming at them very demandingly, like, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to give me that. And I've heard people talk about this in, in retail outlets as well as people coming in. And that we have such a sense of entitlement of what is our due that if you have a sense that something is your due or that you are entitled to this, all you're really doing is setting yourself up to be disappointed constantly. Yes. So really, making people happy, making yourself happy, is really a lot about expectation management. 
And if you look at your expectations in your life, whatever area you are unhappy in or stressed out in is an area that you have these expectations or these feelings of an entitlement of some sort, but yet also have that, that uh, resistance to what really is. And there is a big conflict going on. Absolutely. Now, the, this idea of entitlement, <clears throat> another way to say that perhaps more clearly for our viewers, is that you are attached to mm -hmm. an outcome. Mm -hmm. And either you attach or you allow. And uh, if, if you um, allow and you surrender and you accept, okay, then you have power. And if you, uh, your ego goes to battle with whatever that was, the person in the line, the person that cut you off, the uh, uh, impolite person that doesn't understand, the, you know, the know-it-all, the rest of this, if you go battle with that, you automatically lose because you've entered a battle. Or you've entered the comparison game and you always lose the comparison game. Or you've entered the blame game and you always lose the blame game. You know, so this entire method of thinking is, uh, let me just use the word primitive, but I would prefer the word obsolete. This thinking is obsolete. Yeah. The more you allow, the more evolved you are. And that's a very important thing to keep uh, a command of, to be sovereign of. You, uh, the universe totally loves you. The universe is standing by waiting to manifest whatever it is you would love. And we, we just don't use the word love. There seems to be some really ridiculous restriction, um, males and females. It's a who says I love you first. Is that any kind of criterion for a relationship? Is that any method of measuring anything? Uh, and it's certainly not allowing. Uh, who knows who said who? Who knows who said what? You know, it just isn't the way you measure things because you're immediately, and this is a colossus of an ego that measures in that particular way, which cannot be interesting. There's this uh, fear now, of Now, are you talking weakness. about measuring who says I love you first? Is that what you're Well, that's about? one of the great games played by people that are uh, falling in love. And the love doesn't work that way. That's not the... You know, it's, everything is love, so therefore love works that way, but it's not really the most uh, penultimate method by which we experience. You know, you just allow. If every, you just, once you understand no matter what that person is doing, it's what they think love is. It makes it much easier to be here on Earth. So people give us a lot of grand studies of bizarre methods of love, but it's <coughs> all going to turn out to be love no matter what we do. Well. So the, just uh, the relax. So the, the world we live in, idealism, I was just writing, the new book has begun to write itself. And uh, so I, I asked the question in the beginning of the, the notes I have for it now, which is, would you rather live in a perfect world or would you rather live in an ideal world? Okay, if you live in an ideal world, your world is characterized by disappointment because that's the ideal. It, it, the way we're taught what's ideal isn't actually accurate in any way. Ideally, we would have uh, kids, career, money, happiness, et cetera, et cetera, and the real world doesn't work that way. Now, if we say, well, all right, I'm going to live in a perfect world, and I found something the matter with this, then it is germane that you figure out why that is actually perfect. As, whereas if you live in an ideal world and something isn't so ideal, you just fold into disappointment and, and 
ceased to uh, conduct much in the way of uh, sparkling particles after that. But if you agree that this is a perfect world, and I, I say this to myself daily, this is perfect, and we've seen people use it highly sarcastically, which includes me, but this is just perfect. Right? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's just perfect. Would you please calm down? It's perfect. Well, I don't well, know why. And because it's a type of love I haven't been able to quite identify, but I know it is, and I will stick to it till I figure it out. Go ahead. Yeah, please. and I think that's, that, that's important to see the blessings and the, yes, and the true exactly. gift of every situation. Right, and right. that's why for many years now I have done my perfect partners manifesting now or my perfect job is right, manifesting right. now, that kind of thing, or suggested people Much do this. Frequency. The reason for that is <clears throat> if you knew 100% exactly what would be the ideal or the perfect situation for you, you would have already walked toward it, you would have already accomplished this. But the fact is, is when we are caught in these entitlements and these ego identifications and in these little tangles that we have with ourselves, which act out in our relationships with other people, mm -hmm. We don't really know what's perfect for us, but the universe, our higher self, does know that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always look like the thing next door. Like, each one of us are so different in how many children we want or if we even want any. And if we measure ourselves by this yardstick of what we are supposed to be, this externalized yardstick, like I've been saying for a long time, yes. that, that's what we do. It's our whole life is caught up saying, okay, here, I'm here, I'm supposed to be here. I'm here, I'm supposed to be here. And we get caught up in that measurement. And another comment on the perfect, just to agree with what you're saying as well, because I've, I honestly have felt this way for a long time, so I'm glad you brought it up. That, um, years ago, somebody bought me a sweater for Christmas, and it was plaid, and it was kind of gathered in a certain way, and not anything that I would have ever even looked at in a store, let alone bought. And so I tried it on, and then I figured I would see if somebody would like to have it after that. And I put it on, and it looked pretty nice. It was very comfortable. And I ended up getting more compliments on that sweater. And it was more comfortable than any sweater I had had prior. And I never would have bought that for myself. That's why we have to be open to saying my perfect situation is manifesting now mm -hmm. and leaving it at that instead of saying it has to be blue and it has to be gathered here and it has to do this because all we're doing is setting ourselves up for disappointment. Exactly. So a sense of entitlement also is a way to, um, I, I don't know, I, I keep thinking that on the other end of that entitlement is a blame type of thing. Yeah. So we're entitled to receive this box. So then if we don't, we are freely able then to blame everybody else in the world because they didn't let me have it, because they kept me from it, because of this or that. Mm -hmm. And so if we stop that sense of entitlement and we start taking uh, power in our life, then there's no blaming anyone else. And when you can get to the point when you're not blaming anyone else, including yourself, that's when you start living your life. Yeah. Prior to that, it's literally like being enslaved to some mother computer like Hal or something like that um, yeah. prior to that. Yeah, the blame game has been played to death, please, to really put an end to it. Uh, the, the only thing that you can do in a situation like that is to claim responsibility for it because if you claim responsibility for it, then you're in the driver's seat. If it's someone else, then you have no power. As soon as you blame, you give up power. It's rather exponential. 
the amount of power that you give up. Now, I had another interesting uh, point that was inspired by a book I was reading, which is that we have the idea that our soul, uh, our higher self, is uh, we don't know where exactly. But we're here in the, let's call it a water park, okay? Now, what if, and don't we love those words, what if we decided that, um, I'll do it first person, my soul is here. This is where my soul is. I grant you that there's higher. I grant you that there's a part that is not here. Nonetheless, I'm here, and the world is there, rather than the soul is there, and the world is here. You see the amount of power you gain in a situation like that? If you declare yourself mm -hmm. sovereign, conscious, being, here, playing in the water park, rather than the, what now sounds to me rather wimpy to say that the soul is off over there and I'm stuck down here. No, no, it doesn't work that way. The whole idea is to recognize and claim power for yourself, not entitlement. Uh, and, and then you can receive. The more you are open to the assistance of the universe, the more you can receive. The more it's co-creation rather than creation, the more you can receive. Well, I just ca just came to me an equation for this. Entitlement oh. is receiving minus the gratitude. Oh, that's good. So gratitude comes that's excellent. with a sense of, of uh, it's a complete circuit. If I give you something and you're not grateful, and I don't mean grateful like, oh, thank you for giving me that. I don't mean it like that, but a sense of joy that gratitude really is in the heart then it's an incomplete circuit from the giver, regardless of what that giving is, whether it's the universe generally or something specifically. Mm -hmm. It's not a complete circuit with that. And then the person getting it, it doesn't absorb. They don't really get the benefit from it unless they feel the joy of the gratitude. That's why if you're giving and giving to, let's say, your kid, and your kids become an adult, and the more you give, the less grateful they become, is because they are attempting to get out of that giving. The giving is suffocating them. Mm -hmm. They can't find themselves. Otherwise, they would be grateful. Yeah, yeah. So using gratitude as your meter to say, hey, if the gratitude's not there, then the giving doesn't happen. Um, and this came to me a long time ago. I did some automatic writing. Neville and I had tomato plants. This was like 13 years ago. And we fed the squirrels every day and the raccoons and all the little creatures out there. And one day we were late going out there with the peanuts for the squirrels and they got very militant and aggressive. I went out there and they jumped on my leg and they got really aggressive. So they chewed all of our tomato plants off and they just cut them off. It's not like they ate anything. They just chewed them off. And so I did some automatic writing saying what was going on. And essentially it said that we will, like in, in nature, squirrels put out an X amount of effort and they get the reward of the nut or whatever it is that they're eating. So the energy put into it, then the receiving, the gra gratefulness, it was an equation or, or a, a complete circuit rather. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But by us giving and giving with them expending no effort or no no, no personal power, we were really robbing them of their personal power, so their personal power then became distorted and turned into aggression. So mm -hmm. from Which, that point on, yeah. I give a lot to people. I really do. I work mm -hmm. at least, I w I'm going to say, 80 to 100 hours a week, completely unpaid. 
um, giving, doing things because I think it's benefiting humanity. Mm -hmm. And if I'm giving something to someone, the lesson from all that is the minute they stop being grateful or it stops making them happy, I know that that's when I stop. Absolutely. For their benefit. Mm -hmm. It's not even about me because sometimes your giving can suffocate people. Well, that's what happened to a whole generation of we human beings. Um, there was this grand cutting themselves, the teenagers that were, that is exactly the same mm -hmm. thing as the squirrels tearing down the tomato plants. They were given and they were never allowed to do anything for themselves. So they're totally without purpose. They got absolutely no practice. They had no idea of how to make money. They have, you know, they just sit and self-destruct based on being over cared for. Same, a very, very mm -hmm. profound principle in that yeah. repeat your math on that and then I have a point. Okay, it's um, entitlement is receiving minus gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. And it's exactly that. Yeah, so the more um, I've signed any number of emails, uh, gratitude, ma uh, gratitude and magnitude is how I've been signing emails lately so that people understand. And then uh, a friend wrote from California saying, address the email to gratitude, dude. Which <laughs> was a very interesting sequence. Well, I signed uh, our, because I do all of our correspondence, and, yeah. and I signed it gratefully for many, many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, I realized that gratitude really is joy. So now I sign everything for the la at least the last 10 yeah. years yeah. in joy, but I-N and then J capital J-O-Y. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because Excellent. it's like the state that gratitude brings and that it, if you can find joy from everything anybody gives you, you are going to truly be a happy person. Mm -hmm. You will f then become the receiver of everything instead of the entitled one, you'll become the receiver. And that includes finding joy from someone smiling at you. I'm serious, I yeah, can look yeah. at any little baby and, and there's just this immediate joy. It's, and the whole reason we seek to win the lottery or to become rich or to get that beautiful woman on our arm or whatever that is, is to feel the joy of having that. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You don't have to be enslaved to waiting for that to come into your life because then you have expectations and when you have expectations yeah. you set yourself up for disappointment and you give the reins of your life over to somebody else who can then withhold what it is that you are specifically looking for. And then um, to get you to do something, and that's the whole codependent manipulation that we have in this world, oh, is because yeah. of this very equation right there. Yeah. So, but if you allow yourself to find joy, which is gratitude, which is gratitude in motion, which is gratitude in action, if you find yourself having joy over everything that comes about, which involves seeing the blessing in everything, which is in effect seeing the love in everything, and seeing that everything has purpose, and there aren't random miscellaneous acts that are out there to harm anybody. Mm -hmm. And everything really is together and, and means something. And you're in command. You're, mm -hmm. you're sovereign. You then have you these are, things then going you on. Ha then you're in power. Yeah. And so we would uh, love to extend this to our audience. If there's anyone out there that would like to call in with a situation or anything else that you might care to talk about, and that we can assist, this is what we do. Either one of us does counseling uh, for people really rather uh, constantly. And um, it's important that people understand that uh, the, the point of our show is you, the audience, and you're very welcome to be a guest on the show by calling in. 
And uh, in that way, we can um, uh, possibly allow you, uh, assist you to understand what's really going on in whatever situation it is that seems to have been harmful, so to speak, or um, caused you trepidation or um, the word being tangled, perhaps. Now, uh, it's a, a very interesting principle that if it seems complex, it means that it's not understood. And if it seems simple, it means that it's understood. So we would like to increase the understanding for you. If you will give us something you think is complex, then by extending your comprehension, your understanding of the situation, <coughs> it will become simple. And this is uh, very much an advanced technique of thought. So please call in. Call in. Well, and we would be very happy with that. We mentioned the ego earlier. <coughs> the ego. And so I, I would like to say a couple things about that. Because uh -huh. I hear a lot of people talk about the ego as if it's this impish child that's out to get you. And that you have to constantly be on the lookout for the ego. <coughs> and from that, I, I can see why people think that. But if we look at our ego as the, the Sherpa that's negotiating in physical reality, and it just doesn't have privy to the larger picture. And, and this is what I would like to really impart on people because it's very significant. And it, it's very, I think, cutting edge on our next thing that we're going to do as humans, is that realize, the realization that the ego is a growing, evolving, aspect of us yeah. and not this stupid mindless thing that's trying to get us into trouble like you read everywhere. So your ego evolves right along with you and, and it's just a matter of teaching it like a child and know that it too is love instead of fighting with it because whatever you resist will persist. Whatever you hate you become. So if you stop all hate within you, you have control over what you are becoming. And if ego is part of self, you have to love it in and teach it, and then you'll become at one with yourself. Yeah. We have a call? Yes, we do indeed. Ego is a sign to keep us separate. But Let we're go of my separate. ego. Yeah, but we're not separate. We're all really one thing, and that's uh, I know. the state at which the evolved ego would go, oh, yeah, we're, we're all one thing. That's, that's exactly yeah, what I'm rather saying. Rather than, yeah, no, I'm exactly. just agreeing with yeah. you. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Eleanor. Eleanor, Hi, what Eleanor. can we do for you? Uh, thank you, Mary and Neville. Good evening. Mm -hmm. uh, a few, a couple of years ago, a woman that I worked with uh, was dead, and through investigation by the police department here in Virginia, found out that her husband murdered her. Uh, I talked with you, Neville, about this after it happened, and you said she may come back. I may see her. A couple of months ago, I was out of state visiting in a restaurant, and there were three gals sitting in a booth, and one in particular would keep looking at me, and it looked like the gal I worked with. And she looked very sad, and I wondered, I talked to my daughter, and I said, should I go up to her, ask her if she's new in town, or do I know her for someplace else? And I didn't do that, Neville, and I wondered, do you think that might have been her, and that she was waiting for me to come up and say hello, and how are you? Well, there's a very interesting principle that's uh, been outlined in any number of uh, metaphysical writings. There, uh, your soul uh, is invested in one's evolution. And so um, what has been called the oversoul or 
a dimensional shift that occurs in souls. Uh, personally, I can account for six other me's that I know of on the planet that are called parallel me's. In other words, that person may resemble me, gender, height, etc., etc., and will have exactly the same set of uh, lessons to acquire in a given lifetime. As you know, I was shot to death, and so a part of me did die at that point. Um, it's a reasonably complex. So a technical answer is yes, that is that woman. Uh, certainly forgive yourself because there was nothing, there's no such thing as loss. Uh, the great gain from seeing that person is being expressed at the moment. There are parallel people so that the group of people all assigned by the same higher self come down here and get a hold of, uh, I'm writing a novel based on this where a, a psychiatrist realizes um, that he's part of a group that has been sent down here to uh, accomplish a particular um, ascending here in the human race. And uh, that the people he gives, his gardener for one thing, um, shows up as um, uh, reasonably complicated, and I think I've made my point that uh, if one of the individuals is killed, the rest of them go ahead with the mission, go ahead with the accomplishment that they came here to achieve. So uh, every once in a while we do a parallel lives event. That's what it looks like. You get to go and visit at least one of your other selves and uh, see what they have to say <coughs> and see how the meeting is going, see how they're, they're progressing <coughs> with uh, whatever your particular roster involves, whatever your particular uh, agenda is. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I just would like to comment that we're not, we think that we're all locked in our head and it's just us in here and all that, but. I'm not <clears> alone. Well, the fact is, is, is a spirit, let's just call it spirit, spirit. in all its forms, moves through us all the time and we can be, still be talking like that. You're this lady in the uh, restaurant can still just be a woman talking with her friends, but Correct, the familiarity you're feeling may be, have been the spirit of this uh, coworker that just in that flash moved through the spirit of that woman. And the woman may not have even known it, but that recognition, you know, uh, evolved mm -hmm. across her face. And, and for you to go talk to the woman, the woman would not have been aware of what had happened and it may have actually taken away from what your experience really was. And I think you got the experience exactly as you were, mm -hmm. as it was designed for you to get it. So I think you did the exact right thing. And it was to know that her spirit exists and that she moved through and you had the moment of recognition. It's happened yeah. to me many times, that very same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had some guy in college accuse me of being a guy named Dutch he knew. Thank you very much, Dutch. and have a well, good evening. Thank, well, thank you. You, you too. Well, and thank you very much for calling. It's greatly appreciated, and our object there was to but expand your understanding. But I, I think that's such a, a good thing for, for her to bring up because mm -hmm. it's not something I, I believe that we <coughs> have talked about before, but I have. Both my brother and my sister and my parents are all, and my best friend are all in spirit. And there are times when it's not even like I'm thinking of them or anything and I'll be talking. It's just like they, they, 
their energy will blow across the face of someone and it's like they're coming in and saying hello mm -hmm. and then the person's back there and it's not like they're taking over that person and often it can just be in that space between us and the other in this mm -hmm. zone of perception that's not really in the location of either one of us but it's in that meeting of, of consciousness there. So um, we are all points on a grid and we could freely move to any other point on the grid. It's called bilocation. And so if we can do it, certainly those in spirit can do it as well. Yeah, and it does work that way. And uh, many times um, someone who has a parted incarnation will appear in your thoughts to literally say, been fun, see ya around campus. <laughs> That's fairly translated, but we have possibly all had that experience. <coughs> where someone we know is, uh, has passed and they just show up in your thinking. And for a moment you have a chat with them and then uh, 24 hours later or something you get the news. Well, on, on it does work that way. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I was on, on the way to the hospital when my mother died and she came to me the instant she died. This was all provable later because I, I was right near the hospital. Mm -hmm. And she came in and she started talking to me. And at the time, this was in 1990, uh, I, I wasn't quite ready for her to go at that time, so I heard her voice talking to me and calling me a name she had not called me since I was a child that yeah. I totally forgot about. Mm -hmm. and she goes, it's all right, sweetie. I remember everything. And she was saying that, and I, at the time I was going, no, 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 because I didn't want it to be true. But she came to me exactly that instant. And I, that certainly happened to me countless times with clients and various yeah. things like that. One time a, a young man that had passed in a car accident came to me right afterwards and ended up getting his mother to contact me, all from spirit, mm -hmm. and was able to affect a great healing. Uh, and, and I got to be involved in that, um, mm -hmm. creating a great healing for his family over everything that had happened. Oh, yeah. And that's happened actually with uh, four or five different people. Oh, yeah. Where no, they it's far more common. There's no real mm -hmm. forum to discuss this, particularly to discuss this. Mm -hmm. We had a, a roommate <coughs> who passed, and uh, the neighbor said that uh, she'd had a, uh, had a dream with him uh, during the night of the day he passed and that uh, he'd said, oh, I'm going to Hawaii. He was an army brat and he was on Hawaii <coughs> for some years of his early, oh, early life. he loved night. Hawaii. Yeah, and um, uh, the neighbor said, gee, is it why so soon? Why are you doing this so soon? And he said, well, nonsense. This is the perfect time. I'm going to go and reincarnate in Hawaii and live that life I've thought of this whole lifetime. So yeah, all of, all of these interdimensional things that we receive no education about whatsoever and are branded as um, heretics if we begin to talk, not so much anymore, but there was a time if you spoke like that, you would be uh, put literally in an asylum, especially if well, you insisted that you could hear these things. I gotta say, you know, over the last uh, 14 years or so that I've mm -hmm. been doing this kind of work, mediumship type work, uh, mm -hmm. where spirit comes to me of people. I've had so many documentable, provable things, mm -hmm. and so many people in spirit have taught me so much about the landscape of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. I really could, and I think it would be a good idea for me to write that book so that people can see this map that I have been shown. But what is so beautiful, and I know this is off topic, but um, still it's a great thing for people to know, 
where people come back in order to bring healing. Like mm -hmm. the young man that showed up, I was doing an actual card reading for someone and this young man showed up and he was carrying um, a, a leash and, and had a dog by him and come to find out her son had passed and he had um, really loved this dog and actually slept with the leash under his pillow because the dog had crossed first. So he came back to show his mother that he was with the dog and that he's okay and that he's happy. And really countless stories like that. And I think it's very encouraging. So it's encouraging for the family member, but it's also beautiful for everyone to hear those stories because it lets us know that yeah, there's a there's bigger picture. Much, much, much bigger picture, yeah. And that it's a safe universe, yeah, no matter what it looks like. The landscape on the other side is a very uh, worthy topic. Mm -hmm. that, um, uh, I occasionally do the event where um, take people into the uh, world beyond to meet, to, to find out what's really going on in this life because uh, you're not here alone. You're not. There's a whole family of souls that incarnates with you uh, that are not necessarily at all your physical family and uh, what's really going on. Speaking of what's really going on, I have a feeling we're going to take a look at... Uh, yeah, the paintings I've been doing lately. Um, just... Um, uh, just switched back to geometries. I was doing. Uh, uh, that was a neat effect. Yeah. So this is uh, a series I'm doing called "As Above, So Below," and I would add to that um, "As Within, So Without," or you know, just to see that it goes in four directions instead of just two. And so this is. Um, uh, the idea of, uh, they all have to do with the awakening of our planet, what else is new with everything I think and do. And uh, so the, the white line down the middle is an energy transference from above to below to awaken. And you can see in the upper triangle that the, uh, the symbolized by the colors and the pathways in the upper triangle is the downloading uh, events and, and awareness into the lower, so the higher realms, the ultra-dimensional spirit that we, <coughs> we are uh, currently alive in third dimension, but we are made of a being that goes through many, 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 many dimensions on up, and this is uh, symbolic of it. I was just going to make a quick observation that it looks like a pyramid with the inverse pyramid above, which I think is an in interesting concept about pyramid energy mm -hmm. of moving up. Well, that's beautiful. And I Thank believe you. the next one. Yeah, and you. And we've got these online now mm -hmm. uh, where you can order prints of them or even uh, greeting cards. You can put them on cards and pretty <laughs> soon we'll have these on other objects as well. Yeah. But seriously, they're, they're not just a painting. They, uh, as you have said, whatever you put on the wall calls a spirit to your mm -hmm. home and these call spirit of higher consciousness, for sure. And that is our point. Mm -hmm. So here's the very first in the uh, series of As Above, So Below. Are we set? Yeah, there we go. And it's appearing now. Look at that. There it is. And I love how the chairs were, f were in there still, and they were right at the bottoms of those green, mm -hmm. the green lines. You see what I mean? Yeah. Now, this sketch occurred uh, somewhere around the year 2000. The sketch for this thing occurred. And I kind of... Um, 
uh, put it in a sketchbook because it manifested as a sketch. And um, I don't know how long ago, whenever I began this painting, I uh, uh, said it was time for the sketch to come alive. Now, at the time I did it, I thought, oh, gee, because I was at that time intensely um, downloading information through Crop Circle. And I thought, well, really, what would a crop circle that I would invent do? And it would move energy, and it would move from above to below. And so here it is. This is the movement of energy from the higher consciousness to our beautiful blue world here, with apparently one continent on it, but still uh, the idea of the... Um, well, we are all one thing, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And the, the um, and it's the pill like in the matrix that, that you taught or the, yeah. yeah this uh, that you took for higher consciousness to wake up yeah I thought that exactly was and I didn't know if you meant that or not but that's what well I, see it was contained within it is still contained with uh, separated out where this is going on in the pill form or the capsule form and uh, that that was uh, necessary to set up to get the harmony to transfer without corruption from the rest of the, uh, there's um, <coughs> actually the movie 2001, I believe it was, where uh, the guy uh, finally, or 2010, where I think it was John Lithgow swims out to the monolith because they found one orbiting. And he looked in it and he goes, oh my God. And the guy back on the other end of the area goes, what's in there? What's in there? He goes, stars. Okay, well, this is the truth. Uh, you know, the, uh, many of the Hollywood myths, they just really can't keep truth out of that. And our particular Earth project is inside of a little encapsulated place uh, referred to as a nursery. In fact, I'm really rather suspicious our entire galaxy is a nursery for the development of uh, new consciousness. And oh, we're it, it is a nursery of new stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, and I think that's also reflected in that without the stars, but the idea of it being that being the painting we just saw, which is there from where I'm sitting here. But uh, these concepts are very important for us, and there's uh, even I've been watching through this crystal, there's a whole system of As stars. As above, so below. Yeah, a whole system of stars within this particular crystal. Which well, they're certainly very... They're certainly very lovely, so I Thank would you. suggest people go out and you can friend us on Facebook, either Telepathic TV like the page, that mm -hmm. would be great, and I, Mary Phelan, I'm on it, and so is uh, Neville Johnston, Hi. and you'll be updated when he's up, uh, got new pictures ready, um, but yeah. you can get prints and, and any size that you w would like to have and everything mm -hmm. like that. Uh, something else I, I was... Um, going to comment about about entitlement and stuff like that and it just occurred to me that trying to be better than proves a belief in less than <laughs> yeah that's so very good every time you try to prove yourself better than then what you're doing is really confirming your belief that you are less than that there mm -hmm. is such thing as less than so anyway well, food you know, for thought let that ricochet around in your brain and I think it will um, open some doors Speaking for you. Of ricocheting, it just occurred to me, uh, since you have all of your new decks, I just um, 
would be curious if you would pull a card on the meaning, because I know what it means to me, and I know what it might mean to someone else. But That's pretty but interesting. Yeah, yeah, so see what deck might okay. want to give us well, information I'll, I'll on. Well, I'll do one from the Chakra Affirmation deck, which the Chakra Affirmation deck was a limited edition of 100, mm -hmm. um, and I still have a few left if anybody's interested. But it's designed, not, it's, to, it's designed to circumvent the question and the answer and mm -hmm. give you right to the affirmation that will create. Okay. So it is the sacral chakra. The male and female are balanced within me. There you go. That's a brilliant, brilliant interpretation of that painting. Yeah. That's in, in, the, in fact, the whole series as above, so below. Okay, so this is the uh, spirit animal card. So let's see what the spirit animal cards have to say about that deck. Yeah. And it is the owl, and the owl, you can even see, I know that we're, we're not at the card part, but if you were to, I'll let you see the um, colors on that. It's mm -hmm. very similar. Do you see it's got the gray background, it's yeah. got the, the circle there, and then yeah. the reflection of the circle down here. So mm -hmm. as above, so below, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And the owl is the master, the keeper of the night, mm -hmm. which is the place where all things are birthed and mm -hmm. our inner nature is oh, really birth. explored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see what the inner wisdom cards have to say about that painting and its meditation, which is uh. a labyrinth. Mm -hmm. And what that's saying is, uh, well, I know for a fact when you look at that painting, it is a meditation, mm -hmm. first of all. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then Mary's Magical Message deck. We'll do that. And it is, remember, you can choose how you feel and react to situations in your life. You are the master of yourself. Interesting. Wow. That was a good that's idea. That's a whole hit. Yeah, that's definitely a, a clever concept. Yeah. And yeah. if you go to my website, maryfeelin.com, you can play with all of these cards, although Mary's magical messages aren't ready yet, but the other three are. And telepathic TV, you can use the inner wisdom and spirit animal cards. Mm-hmm for free, just to pull cards. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, well so that's an interesting thing because with that in mind, I think it starts having even more depth and more meaning. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, everything's infinite. There's, it's a remarkable process, hmm. yeah, to be doing this. The one from over there is, is the crown chakra. Every step I take is on holy ground. Huh, yeah. The, the two triangles, uh -huh. yeah. And the swan, the gracefulness. Mm -hmm. It even looks like a swan neck. And then solitude. Look at, look at two triangles. Look at that. <laughs> we'll have to show this. We ready? No. Yeah. Anyway, look. Mm -hmm. Do you see the two triangles? I do. There's a yeah. little triangle. There's two triangles. It's filled with triangles. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it's talking about solitude. And... Romance, candle, and candlelight, warm fires, open hearts, love is surrounding you right now. Are, are you ready to go deeper? Interesting. Wow. All right, and we are getting the quack. The, the clock is quacking. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I can bend my hands again. And this is our Dr. Bandler Colby. Colby. And Here we go. push it a little further that way. And I got, there's an opportunity to move coming. It may be to another country or another level of consciousness. To another state, another country, or to another level of con mm -hmm. consciousness. And I got to take a vacation from your worries and problems. 
It's all fiction anyway. Mm -hmm. Very good. And that's from one of my favorite movies. Or it was inspired, that particular card, mm -hmm. um, that's from the Mary's Magical Messages, mm -hmm. was inspired by one of my very favorite movies, which is What About Bob? A very good one. Take a vacation from your pro. I thought I found really great teachings in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, certain movies really do bring higher consciousness. But just take a vacation from don't. them. Then you don't have to resist them. Yeah. By yeah. by saying that, oh, you have to end it forever. You're going mm -hmm. to set up resistance. So I suggest to everybody, when they are moving into uncharted territory or territory that they have been resisting, is to mm -hmm. do it just for a limited amount of time, like it's a vacation, two weeks and you can do anything. Many years ago, um, that uh, I smoked a long time ago, and when I quit, it was like I, I didn't say, oh, I'm quitting. What I did is say, oh, for today, I'm gonna see if I can not have a cigarette. And, then, mm -hmm. and, and that's what AA does. It's, it's very important to manage the moment because you have a lot of power there. If you're talking about forever, that's why a lot of com things we do that require commitment don't really work. It's because we get, we can't talk about forever. We can only talk about now. Hmm. I mean, you can recommit in every moment, but anyway, no yeah, calls? My system is, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm just different. Hi, hi caller, what's your name please? Hello? Hi, what's your name please? Yeah, my name is Telemba, and I would like uh, a reading from Mary, please. Helen okay. yes, thank you very much for calling. Yes, thank that. you. Mm -hmm. All right, so we will do this. And the first card we get is Silence. And uh, in the original card, this was blue as opposed to purple, but um, it kind of gives you the same message of that, that beautiful uh, calm water at night at the ocean with the moonlight shining on it. And that if we don't allow ourselves to have some silence outside of us, we will then get distracted and not find the silence within us. And conversely, or, or um, as an extension of that, yeah. inversely, we can use the noise outside to help us find the silence. And what I do is listen for that, that you, you know when it's completely silent and your ears hum, sometimes it even hurts, deafening silence. Listen for that sound right now in your ears, and you'll hear it. It's always mm. ever-present, and it, and it pulls the focus inward. So step into your inner silence. And here is the new love. And so if there's somebody in your life that you feel hasn't been contacting you, like maybe they've been silent and, and all that, uh, what this is saying is open up. Like if there's, and there kind of feels a little bit of stagnancy uh, in some way. And maybe just open up and not be attached to any outcome and let everything flow, which is um, what you were talking about earlier. And I think men tend to feel that way. Just let it be, man. But women have millions, billions of years of evolution where we have to have a mate help us take care of our children, or at least up until the last 50 years ago, we had to have that. And so we've evolved with trying to define things. And it's saying take a breather. So if there's a relationship going on in your life or something that you feel has been very taxing to you, now would be a good time to take a break. And let's get you a, an affirmation. And when you get these affirmations, say them many times. Don't just say it once. And write and, it down now. And it's the throat chakra. It is safe for me not to act, not to engage in anything that is not on my path. 
And I think that's pretty interesting because that backs up the other cards quite beautifully. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you for calling. Yeah, very well done. And do we have... Um, hi, caller. What's your name, please? And do we have... Hi, caller. What's your name, please? <laughs> hi, this is Edith. Hi, Edith. What can we do for you tonight? Edith, what can we do for yes. you? Yes. <laughs> hi, this is Edith. I'd just like a, a reading from Mary. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's pull cards from the Inner Wisdom deck. And the first card is Messages, and you can see this um, little uh, being uh, rising up out of the chimney on the top of the house, which is the uppermost place, and, and reaching high in the sky, and there's a message from Spirit coming in. What it's saying, though, for us to really get the messages that are very important and critical to us, to here, we have to go up high. We have to climb up past the attic and come up the chimney and really reach up. It's like Jacob's ladder. You have to reach the, the robe of the angels and insist on, on being um, brought higher in, in your consciousness instead of waiting for something to come pick us up. Yeah. So what it's saying is as you evolve and become higher up, you're going to get more and more messages. And know that divine timing is always acting. No matter what we do to resist it, fight it, push it, pull it, it's going to be what it is. And so uh, stepping back and allowing and create, uh, deciding what it is and stepping back and allowing is a good, time, a good thing to do. And then the final card is strength. This tree grows and it, it, it just knows its strength and it doesn't have to challenge anything and, and nothing has to challenge it. Just know that you're strong and I feel like this is talking about your health as well and that if, if you've been worried about anything, that don't be because there is a great strength under there. And tap into that, just like I was saying, to listen to the silence in your ears. Listen to the strength within yourself because it's always there. And I think that's kind of an interesting yeah, game to, uh, to do. I occasionally get this high-pitched buzz. I yeah. think everyone does to one. And I have said, okay, the download, I understand I'm receiving a download of... Uh, uh, supernal consciousness. I understand this. Could I have it slowed down so that That's I a can, very good thing to do. Yeah, uh, so that I can actually hear what this is and translate it into a frequency that I understand directly. Which is very important because we do have sovereignty over our entire everything. Yeah, that's it. And, and you're taught you don't from the beginning of your I life. I know. It's, it's all lie. about, and as long as you're blaming someone else, that means yeah. you believe in other people having power over you. And all you're doing is perpetuating it. Yeah. So end the blame game, even to yourself. Yeah, well, that's where, it's, that's where it really counts. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name is Ava Sloan. Hi. I would like to get a reading oh, so from Mary. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to. Thank you for calling. Thank you. And I, I just would like to say thank you to all of our viewers over the years. We just had such kind, wonderful, beautiful oh, people, yeah. and we love no. you. We love and I feel grateful. <laughs> and there's the box um, called Gratitude. And if you see everything in your life as being a gift, then you will always be grateful. And gratitude equals joy. So live in joy. And so what that's saying is if there's some, been something that's happened in your life recently that looked like a, a negative, uh, w what we would call a negative, like something with your job or somebody else getting promoted or, 
all these things, these um, things that happen in our life, look at it as a gift and feel gratitude for it and you will be amazed at how quickly the validation and the explanation will come rushing into you. And it gives you wisdom too. So wisdom is the place, the quiet place that we exist between the push and the pull. It is this place that we exist and wisdom is experience and our experiences distilled out into the wisdom and we hold on to the wisdom and then we let go of the experience. If we cannot let go of the experience, it means that we haven't gotten the wisdom yet. And so just go for it. And then go deeper. And this is saying that it exists within you a great treasure chest filled with things and that we have fear, guilt, doubt, and worry that keeps us from really looking at ourselves and going down there and discovering ourselves. But when you realize that they're just a fear and nothing real, then those big, huge things, those um, sharks that were keeping us away from it turn into little guppies and we can sail right past them. So anyway, those are the messages from the cards. And it sounds like your guides are really speaking to you on other levels. And mm -hmm. I'll pull a chakra card for you. And it says, it is effortless for me to speak my truth in kind and loving ways. So it's throat chakra. It's effortless for me to speak my truth in kind and loving ways. And we have another call. Yes. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, yes. Hi, Marion Neville. This is Jane. Jane. And um, Neville, uh, this is a question for you about something you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, you were, the woman had called in about someone being murdered, and then she saw her apparently in a restaurant later and, and wondered what she would do. Well, my situation is... Uh, they had a party for me in my home state a couple of weeks ago when I went back there. And a girl showed up I hadn't seen since I was nine, who we never used to get along when we were little. But I was so drawn to her that I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I mean, it was almost hard holding myself back from just grabbing her. And I wondered if you could explain anything about what that is all about. And I'll come oh, yeah. up and take your answer well, on TV. Uh, Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you very Jane. much. Yeah, this is appreciated. Uh, as I was saying, uh, when you, uh, on the other side, there is a group of us, and we agree to uh, a mission down here, and the particular contract, the particular agreement between you and this other soul was that you would meet at age nine, uh, and this is all related to a whole series of past lives, so this is the manifestation in this particular life just so you understand it, it's just a version of what's going on. So you agree that you would meet when you were still new, uh, still new to the body and did not get along because of that being a pattern between the two of you. But then when you both went out and you did a whole lifetime of uh, growth, then you met again you were overwhelmed by the love that all souls have for all souls. And that was uh, just so shiningly apparent to you that it was, all, it was completely whelming, almost overwhelming, but it was definitely whelming. Well, so real that's quick, I know we're down there. to our last few yeah. seconds. So Jane, mm -hmm. if you'd like to call back next week, we could talk further about this. Oh, and yeah, I, I would like to mention more. that we're doing the bowls on Saturday night uh -huh. um, and um, galactic alignments with the tuning forks. And, and it will be at Ruby Tuesday shortly if you're out and about. And this is actually Thursday night, the 20th of uh, June. June, yes. 
So you're certainly 13. welcome to certainly okay, welcome yes, to join us. Yes, do call back and we will continue that conversation. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. It was very compressed. Thanks, the Jane. Answer. It was yeah, good yeah, for you very to well call. done, and this is appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, it's our joy and, and honor to take you to the door. And you're going through the door. Quit fooling around. Just go through Let's the door. Let's do it. Thank you.